In thinking about these things today, I was reminded strongly of the word that our God cannot lie. You know, the scripture says uh, on more than one occasion that with, with God, nothing is impossible and that God can do anything. And yet, it says also that it is impossible, Hebrews says, for God to lie. And it tells you about his nature. It's, it's not that he wouldn't have the power or knowledge or wisdom or ability to do something. But for him to break his own word, he would cease to be who he is. He wouldn't be who he is if he could lie. And in, in thinking about that, it is the, the anchor of our soul that we can trust what he says. We can trust it every night and day in this world, in this life, and we can trust it when we breathe our last and when we leave here. <clears throat> One of the biggest tests <coughs> excuse me, of your faith is when either people around you that you love that are close to you uh, die and leave here or you're, you're uh, facing that and you're breathing your last. At that moment, it's not going to matter what people around you think. Hmm? What they believe or what this church says or, or that one or this group or you certainly won't be thinking about any government position Amen. or politically correct situation. You, yeah. it, will, it matters what you believe. Yes. And what you believe is what you have decided to trust. And faith in God is trusting in what he said. Yes. Trusting in what he said. Jesus, we, we just saw it portrayed, and if you'd go with me over to <clears throat> they'll they'll be just put up on the screen for us. Um, in in John um, eighteen, Jesus made a statement. We're going to get to in a moment. But when you saw them portray that the soldiers came to take Jesus right before, you know, he went to the cross. John 18 reveals that he, he had asked them, who are you looking for? Who did you come for? In John 18, 3, Jesus, Judas received a band of men and officers from the chief priests and scribes, and they came with lanterns torches and weapons. Jesus knowing all things that should come upon him. Now did you hear that that statement? Was Jesus shocked that they showed up? Was he surprised at what happened next at the mock trial and even at the scourging and even at the cross was was Jesus shocked? No, he was not surprised. He was fully prepared. 
We'll see that more in, in a moment. But Jesus, knowing all things that would come upon him, he went forth and said, Whom seek ye? Jesus stepped out in front and he said, Who are you looking for? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. He, he said, I'm he. I'm him. I am. Judas, who betrayed him, stood with them. As soon as he said, I am, they went back and fell on the ground. The whole bunch of them. Now, this visibly, physically demonstrated Jesus was not a helpless victim in this situation. He let them take him. Is everybody awake? Did you hear that? He let them take him. Then he let them arrest him and he let them drag him before the mock uh, trial. And he, he let them spit on him. He let them hit him. He let them slap him. He let them cram a crown of thorns down onto his head. He let them hit him and mock him. He let them uh, tie him to the scourging post and, and beat him. Uh, prisoners often died just from that. He let them. Somebody say he let them. He let them. He let them lay him out on that cross. And nail him to it. He let them. He let them. How did he do that? In uh, in Matthew 26. Uh, Matthew's account of this. When they came to take him you know. And, and Peter stood up like you saw. And he was going to fight. And. And he said, no. He said, don't you know that I could pray to the Father? And he would give me 12 legions of angels. Presently, that means right now. But he said, how will the scriptures be fulfilled? He said, it has to be. We're talking on the order of 50,000 mighty angels. Showing up in a moment. You reckon they could handle that little party that came? <laughs> Somebody say, he let them. He let them. Uh, and Isaiah talks about it. You heard one of the children quoting that. That um, in Isaiah 53, it goes on to say, He was like a lamb before its shearers is dumb. So opened he not his mouth. He had to not speak. Or he would have been delivered. That's what he said. If he had just spoken and called on the Father. Send help now. 50, 60,000 angels would have shown up. In power. Wouldn't have been. All the armies of the earth couldn't have. Done anything. Got to remember who you're dealing with here. Right? 
And yet Jesus is operating as a man. But he let them. Somebody say he let them. He let them. Now, look with me. Y'all got a minute to talk about this? Look with me over in John 10. And we'll begin to see why. I tell you what, let's do it this way. Go to Luke 9, then then John 10. Luke 9. Obviously, Jesus yielded to this. He let them. But I want to talk specifically about how he personally did it. How do you not deliver yourself? How do you suffer this kind of thing? And the the big thing, you couldn't even see. As terrible as crucifixion and scourging is, it was just a visible graphic representation of what was going to happen in the spirit. And you hear the angst in his voice when he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He was separated from the father. This had never been. And the Bible tells us that when he died, he went down to the depths. Hell. People have a problem with that. They go, no, no, no. Jesus was not separated from the Father. Then you will be. You can't have it both ways. Well, no, no, Jesus never went to hell. Then you're going. You can't have it both ways. Either he is your substitute or he's not. Either he went in your place and he paid the price or he didn't. Oh, he did. I said he did. He went spirit, soul, body. The whole being offered up himself, all his blood laid on the mercy seat, taken into uh, the depths by the enemy. All the enemy thought he won. He did. He thought he had pulled off the crime of the eons. Of the universe. I mean the scripture says. If the devils knew. If they had known. They would not have crucified the Lord. Of glory. They would have never. Never. They would have have tried to save him from being crucified. (laughs) If they had had known. They they thought they were winning. They thought they were doing it. But how did Jesus do this? The scripture says in Luke 9, Jesus was telling his disciples in verse 22, before all of this, he said, the son of man must suffer many things 
and be rejected of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be slain, killed, and be raised the third day. He's preparing them for what's about to happen. He's telling them, this is what's going to happen. It's going to happen just this way. I'm going to suffer a lot of things. I'm going to be rejected of the elders and chief priests and scribes, and they're going to kill me. But I will be raised up the third day. Hallelujah. He's telling them ahead of time. What's going to happen? And he said, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever whoever will save his life will lose it. Whoever will lose his life for my sake, the same will save it. Now, it says, verse 28, about eight days later, he took Peter and John and James, went up to the mountain to pray. And that's where he was uh, glorified. And his countenance changed. And the Bible said his, his clothes and everything became brilliant white, whiter than anything could make it on earth, glistening. And there appeared to him Moses and Elijah. Now, how long ago had those guys been on the earth? Centuries. How many centuries were between Moses and Elijah? And then how many centuries between Elijah and Jesus? This is something that shows you when people die, that ain't the end. Is that right? Moses and Elijah came and the Bible says, why, why are they there? Verse 31, they spoke of his decease, which he should accomplish in Jerusalem. The NIV says they spoke to him about his departure that he was about to bring to fulfillment in Jerusalem. They talked to him about how this is going to unfold. This, exactly what we've been talking about, what the kids portrayed. The the, uh, arrest, the trial, the scourging. Moses and Elijah and Jesus had an in-depth conversation about exactly how all this would happen. Is that amazing or is that amazing? Now go to John 10, and I'm not planning on taking a lot longer, but this is worth taking the time to think about, don't you think? I'm talking about how he did it. We know he let them. How did he in his own self? Because you remember we we saw the children portraying in the garden. He said, my soul is is troubled. He, in the garden, it's written that he, he sweat, as it were, great drops of blood. Blood's coming out of his pores. Because of the pressure on him. About what? What's all this pressure about? This being made sin. Not not just sympathizing with sin. Being made sin. He never sinned. He's perfectly pure and holy. We, We can't even imagine All of the evil sins of all mankind, past, present, and future, converging on his spotless, sinless soul and him being made that. 
And then the judgment of God falling on that? See, that, that was the, the terrifying thing that was so much worse than the cross that you could see on the outside. And that's what he kept saying, Father, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from me. All things are possible with you. Yeah, but it's not possible for him to lie. Oh, is anybody awake in here? And he had told his creation back when Adam and Eve fell in the garden that there would be, I'm paraphrasing now, but he would raise up the one that would crush the enemy under the heel. And God had given his word. Through prophet after prophet in age after age that he would redeem. Oh, hallelujah. He would redeem. And so when the master's saying, is there any other way? He's saying, no, son. I got to keep my word. Oh, somebody in here listening to that. I got I to keep my word. Got to keep my word. I got to save my man. My man has lost himself. Cursed. Can't save himself. You're the only one that can do it. And so Jesus saw through, through these things. I mean, you talk spectacular supernatural happenings. Moses. And, and Elijah showing up and encouraging him, talking to him. Yeah, this is how it's going to happen. And yeah, these are prophecies. Moses would say, these are prophecies that came out in my time. And, and Elijah was saying, yeah, and these are prophecies that came out in my time. And, and it's all happening with you now. And so Jesus saw that... Uh, He would have to keep his mouth shut, not say anything, and let it happen. Let them mock him. Let them abuse him. Let them scourge him so we could have healing. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. How many think if the Lord thought enough of you to do that to get your healing, I'm going to enjoy my healing. Is it? Huh? If he bought it and paid for it, I need to enjoy it. He let them drag him, nail him, crucify him. And at the, at the end there, he made this statement. The, the psalm, the psalmist had said in Psalm 16, my heart is, I, I have set the Lord before me. He's at my right hand. I'll not be moved. You will not leave my soul in hell. You will not suffer your Holy One to see corruption. In John 10 that I mentioned, he said, John 10, 17, he says, this is why my Father loves me. 
I'm laying down my life that I might take it up again. Hallelujah. No man takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down. I got power to take it up again. Why? This commandment have I received of my father. How did he do it? How did Jesus let them take him? Because he had a commandment from God. He had a word from the Father. And he knew God would keep his word. He knew his Father would keep his word. When he let them crucify him. And he's breathing his last. Do you remember the words he said? Father. Into your hands. I commit my spirit. And he breathed his last. And his spirit left his body. And the enemy grabbed him. And the full judgment. Of, of, for sin. Had come on him. And they drug him down. And Jesus let him. And they drug him down, and he drug him down, and they drug him down. And Jesus let them. How did he do that? How did he let that happen? Because he knew. He said, I, I've received commandment from my father. I've got, he knew there is no way he's not going to be raised up the third day. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. He knew there is no way the enemy wins and this is the end. There is no way. No way. Because it is impossible. For God to lie. It's impossible. Never going to happen. Can't happen. That's what Jesus was standing on. That's how he could let it happen. Let it happen. Let it happen. He was fully persuaded. He was completely convinced. And oh, for three days and nights, it looked like it was over and the devil had won. But at the end of that time, The father stood up. He spoke. He said, this day, I have begotten you. And the words of God roared through heaven and hell, shook that place. The keys came flying off the wall and out of the pockets into Jesus' hand. And he came up out of that place. Hallelujah. You saw the shaking. And the stone rolled away. And his spirit came up on the surface of the earth. And he came back into his body. His body was glorified and changed. And he he pulled those napkins off his face. And 
and set up inside that, that, that tomb and he got up and he walked out. Hallelujah. 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 And he didn't do any of that for himself. He didn't need it. He didn't do any of that for himself. It wasn't his sin that he was paying for. He had none. It was my sin. It was your sin. But he did it. It's done. Then the scripture records not long after that. He went up out of their sight. Into heaven. And the angel said. Just like you see him going. He's coming again. And he is set down at the right hand. Of majesty on high. And anybody that doesn't believe that. Mocks that. Anybody that mocks it. Is a fool. Anybody that doesn't believe it is lost. That's right. That's right. How did Jesus make it through all that? How did he make it through that? He trusted that God would keep his word. Hallelujah. How are you and I going to make it through the rest of our things? Huh? Trusting that God will keep his word. Is that right? Yeah. Trusting. Yeah. And when it comes to the end of our way. Yeah. Huh? Uh-huh. And we see, uh, I'm, I'm about to leave here. What do you do? How are you going to make it? You can say just like the master, Father. Into your hands. Is that right? Into your hands. I commit my spirit. And you can trust God and, and as you slip out of that body, even when they take that lifeless body and go bury it somewhere, that ain't the end of that either. Oh, I read something about that. I read something about that. Has anybody read something about that? First Corinthians 15, I'm closing, I think. Spirit of God through Paul said, I show you a mystery. First Corinthians fifteen fifty one. I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. That's talking about body sleep. But we shall all be changed. In a moment. In the twinkling of an eye. It's going to happen fast. At the last trump. For the trumpet's going to sound. And the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. How many think God's going to keep his word on this? Is it? Huh? Huh? Can you count on this? You can count on this. Every time that we have a, a funeral and every time that there, there's a, a burial of a, of a body, especially when we know it's a believer, we need to remind ourselves, this ain't the end. This is not the, not even the end of this body. We know that they, they're going to be with the Lord, which is far better than being here. But this is not even the, the end of this. It's going to happen. For this 
corruptible must put on incorruption. This mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then is going to be brought to pass the saying, death is swallowed up in victory. Hallelujah. How? Why? Because he conquered death. Jesus rose from the dead. He did it. He did it for us. And the thing, the Bible said it took the exceeding greatness of the power of God to raise Jesus from the dead. You know, relative manifestations. The scripture said when Jesus cast out evil spirits, he said, I do it with the finger of God. Finger. That's, right. That's all it takes right. to take care of, you know, evil spirits is finger power. Holy Spirit finger power. But when it came to raising Jesus from the dead, it took the exceeding greatness of God's power. What does that mean? He pushed up his sleeve. He, he exerted himself. The exceeding greatness? How? Why? Why? See, Jesus' resurrection was not like Lazarus. This is a whole nother thing. Why? Because when he raised him, he raised you too. When he raised him, he raised everybody that would ever believe on him. In every generation. That took the big power. Of God, and in the mind of God, it's done. It's just a matter of the times. And that's what this is talking about. That's why it said, then will be brought to pass the saying, death is swallowed up in victory. And that's when he said this, and this is, I mean, this is getting sassy here, this next verse. He said, death, where is your sting? I don't feel you. I don't. Huh? Grave? Where is your victory? You ain't got no victory. You ain't got no victory over me. Yeah, but they just buried your body. Ain't no thing. My body's coming out of there. Huh? Come on, I want to hear you get sassy a little bit too. Stand up. Go ahead. Stand up on your feet. I want to hear you. Verse 55 here. Put that up. Let's... I want to hear some sass. Some sass. Oh, you don't mind getting sassy with people sometimes. Come on, get. This is the time and place here. Come on, sit out loud. Oh, death. Where's your sting? I don't feel your sting. Why? You know, the Bible said Jesus tasted death for every man. So that when you die, you won't even feel it. Uh-uh. He, he's already gone through that. Said out loud, oh grave, oh grave. Where's your victory? You don't have any victory over me. Woo. Hey. He finishes up in 57 when he says, thanks be to God. 
who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hey! Woo! Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Just close your eyes a moment if you would. God forbid.